0: Welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 13 forecast with myself, Gav, and my wonderful co-host, Scott. How are you, Scott? Well, mate, how are you? I am okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. As usual, we'll start with a a quick bit of admin. At Bench Boost Boys is us on Twitter, so uh, send in your mailbag questions, please, to that, or any other grief you might like to give us. We probably deserve some. Uh, Benchboostboys.club is the website, and if you haven't already, join our mini-league code... Q8ZM2S, dare I
1: ask who's top? You might as well not bother at this point. It's Dave Paxton. The only reason he would ever not be top is if any of the 212 players above him in the world joined our league. Uh, He's sitting at number one with 888 points. Yeah. And in at number two is Neil Thomas's Wrexham in second place, 55, 54 points behind. I don't know why I turned Irish then.
0: Well, you know, it happens. Well, yes, Dave Paxton, still dominating. Well done. Um, feel free to join us. We've got a fair few people in there these days. Um, Q8ZM2S. And on that note, let's get into this week's show. Ah. Bench Boss boys. Okay, Game Week 12 is a wrap. Uh, how did you get on? I thought I got on uh,
1: well. Um... Okay. Just reading, just, just <laughs> trying to interpret the information in front of me. Um, my game week rank was 1.1 million, um, and uh, my overall rank shot up to 497,000 because I scored 74 points, um, which was just looking at the – doing the maths quickly on the board. It's about 20 points above the average, uh, slightly less, maybe maybe 17 points above the average, um, which was 57, I should point out. Um, I was pretty happy with my whole team's performance um, I, I rolled the dice with playing Livermento ahead of Mbuemo and I missed out on one point because of that. Uh, Livermento scored one, Mbemo scored two points, left him on the bench. Mbemo got his seventh, uh, hit the post the seventh time this season. Wow. So frustrating owning Mbemo, but it's also frustrating in the sense that when you transfer him out, who do you transfer him out for? So. Uh, I'm still thinking about that, and that'll play on my mind for a few weeks until eventually I just wildcard somewhere next year. <laughs> um, the transfers I did make this um, this week were I bought in Harry Kane and uh, Gallagher, took out uh, Vardy and Rafinha. Now, I think Vardy and Kane scored about the same points. Kane only scored two points. Rafinha didn't end up playing. I think he, he's illness. Illness is what he's down as, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Gallagher got five points, so I, it was a free transfer, so uh, – did well with those transfers in the end, I suppose. Um, so happy with happy with both of those choices. Uh, who are support. your Who are your top performers? Uh, yeah, so top performers were in this order: Alexander Arnold, who scored fifteen points, so the highest point scorer this week, as well as Tyrone Mings, mm. um, Alexander Arnold, so fifteen points. Cancelo, twelve points. I uh, uh, captain Salah, who got eight points for sixteen. Yep. Uh, Chilwell, nine points. Um, Sad to see him get an injury this morning in the Champions League game. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's changed some of my plans, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, Foster, you know, I kept Sanchez um, and... Obviously, had the red card, so played Foster ahead of him, and he got five points. So that's 16 points in two games for Foster. That's good. So eight to eight points per game as an average. So that's pretty damn good. Uh, Gallagher, again, like I said, five points. And Ivan Tony finally got back on the score. Yeah, he did it. Six points for him. Uh, played really well. Was really glad I watched that game, actually, Newcastle Burnley. It was a 3 3 draw. So always exciting games to watch as a neutral, yeah. um, you know, as an FPL player. Or you manager, You weren't a neutral in the Liverpool Arsenal game, though, were you? No. So um, the the players that let me down, like I said, Kane only scored two points. Antonio, two points. Uh, Phil Foden, one point. Came off after 57 minutes, which was frustrating. And uh, like I said, Livramento with the one point. So kind of looking at this and going, uh, who, who or what do I have concerns about? And I'm not super, super concerned. My, I had originally had some... Plans for Antonio in terms of my transfers. But again, Chilwell's injury has kind of maybe forced my hand, but I'll get to that later. Um, overall points sitting on 749 and, yeah, like I said, crept into the top 500K, which is good. Um, Always nice. At this stage of the season. And how did you do, more friend?
0: Two points better than you, 76, and that actually included a couple of uh, auto subs. So, as you said, Rafinha didn't play. Um so I got. Uh, oh, who did come in? Johnson of West Ham came in. He was on my bench. He picked up two points. Uh, and I think Smith Rowe came in as well and picked up two points against Arsenal.
1: So who, did, who didn't play for. Hey, Jesus. Jesus.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, ended up only having two up front. But it was okay. Uh, it's probably easy for me to talk about who let me down. So Johnson on two. Um, West Ham obviously lost to Wolves. Um, Son. Blanked against Leeds, uh, Smith-Rowe, as I said, and Huang for Wolves only got two. Um, top performer like you, Alexander-Arnold on 15. I had Cancelo and Chilwell as well. Uh, Salah captained as well. Seems a rather template, but here we are. Uh, Gallagher also got me five, and Tony got me
1: six. So very similar, you and I know. Actually, no. <laughs> the, the, the players that did well for you are the exact same players that did well for me. There's not a single difference there Hello? at at all. But you
0: got a couple of one pointers. I got got two one pointers
1: where you got two two. That's it. I was
0: exactly the same, and Foster as well. And I was happy to not use a transfer to turf out. I know a lot of people, some people, did turf out Sanchez. Uh, I was happy to roll the dice on Foster because I was somewhat confident that Man United would not do great. And also amusing and worth noting that Foster's points obviously didn't come from a clean sheet. He conceded, came from an assist. Nice to see a keeper get an assist every now and again. I saw that goal. Yeah. Not an assist. Well, I don't know. It kind of bounced through the first guy. He didn't touch it. I don't know. I I, I had to watch it. it a few times. Anyway, I wasn't arguing because I got Foster. Aside. No, no, not complaining here either. No complaints right. whatsoever. Out, so, uh, talking about rankings, game week rank of 889,000. Uh, overall, 448,000. I've got 753 points. Uh, looking at the Bench Boost Boys League, you are now 16th. I'm 14th. So, we're, you know... We obviously nowhere near Dave Paxton, but mm. we're we're we we're there. So there's there.
1: four points between us. That's um, not much, That's one extra transfer, you know, or you know, that's the difference between a clean sheet between our differential defenders and 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 we only have one, and that's Johnson it's, and Liveramento. So paper thin, isn't it? It is really close and really tight at the at the. I was going to say at the top. Mm. <laughs> we're well, not it, at the top. We're somewhere in the top twenty five percent. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's more, better than that. Oh, it is actually, isn't
0: it? It's probably more like 10% uh, at this point. Probably even top 8%. Wow, 8%. Look at us. We should start a podcast. Um, okay, and on that note, we'll take a quick break now. We'll be back with a watch list update, and then we'll talk about uh, the Gamec 13 fixtures.
1: bench boss boys. Okay, watch list update. Would you like to go first? Yeah, I've removed two players um, that are pretty damn obvious and that's Harry Kane and uh, Conor Gallagher because I've bought them into my team. Yeah. Uh, the other three players I've removed are uh, Maupe, Huang and Armstrong, all all strikers. Um, just not really fussed on around that price point on those particular uh, players. So just taking them off because I'm not realistically going to be bringing them in. So I don't really care how they do. Um players I've added this week, Dennis for Watford. I already had uh, Joshua King on my watch list and he's still there. Um I think Dennis scored two goals, but he got 14 points. So he did really really well and I was looking at him anyway as just he a played really well. I was looking at him as a um as an enabler yep. for me to make some moves later on and I'll, I will touch on that like I said in the, in the um transfers part of my of the podcast. Uh, another player I've added and I never thought I'd say this name is Ben Teke. Um you know I've already I get got it. I I've get already it. got Gallagher. Um and Benteke, I don't know, just playing well. He must be at that age where strikers start to come good. Um or maybe whatever system that they're now playing. Um Viera's playing it. Crystal Palace just suits him or, or something, but he's playing well, he scored two goals. So um he's definitely one that's made my watch list and, and pretty well priced too. Alan St. Maximum, I'd I i kind of discussed with my brother before last week about who I should bring in as a as maybe a differential striker. Um and I mentioned ASM uh, Allen Saint Maximum and he said yeah he's kind of good and and I watched the game and, and he scored a goal so again he's looking really exciting. How's your brother getting on? <sighs> Not well. I think it's something like thirty seventh. Okay. In the the League. Okay. Um and and Regian for for Spurs. So we knew mm. that under Conte that the wing backs would um big deal right play quite well. Um, and Region's the, the favourite, I think, for a lot of FPL managers and scored a goal. So that was good to see. I think him and Heuberg. Heuberg's, Heuberg's yeah. something like 5 million. Um, he's doing pretty well. Plays 90 minutes all the time and he's been getting for- further forward. So I don't know. Under Conte, he could be someone to keep an eye on too, but I'm not going to pop him on my watch list this early. Um, I, I, I would kind of like to see a little bit more before I start to consider him as a midfield option, but... Uh, players still on my watch list. I've got uh, Saka from Arsenal and ESR for Arsenal. I think is probably close to coming off my watch list, to be brutally honest. I've still got Ismail Sar for Watford. He scored a goal on, on the weekend, so I still think he's an exciting player. Reese James for Chelsea, obviously... Um he's Dominating is dominating, he? yep. Um and Rudiger as well. I think even though he's a centre back and doesn't attack as much, he's still capable of scoring goals. Yeah, absolutely. And he did on the weekend, I'm I'm quite certain. He did it a good um, goal. Son Hyung Min, I hate not owning him. I've always hated not owning Dude, him. Dude, it's not been great owning him. I've had four or five weeks of two pointers. Yeah, that happens sometimes and maybe five times. but I, like a, you know, that, that's three of those game weeks though, were without Conte, so True. Yeah. Uh, Jansen for Brentford's still on there. Um, I've already mentioned Josh King, and uh, I've still got Ramsdale for Arsenal on there. So, like I said, I think if I was playing a wild card, Ramsdale would find his way into my team over Sanchez. Sure. Okay. Um, I have
0: removed about five players, and it's literally just where form has dipped just enough or injury is taken apart where I'm just like, you know what, they can come off for now. And that is Vardy, Fernandez. Edward Mount and Foden. I'm surprised Fernandes lasted this long. Somehow he did. Somehow he did. And who knows what's going to happen next for Man United. But for now, he's off. He's out of there. Um, I've added Rüdiger, Mane of Liverpool. I just don't know how that would work in reality. He, yeah. He's like, if Salah suddenly was out for six months or something, I'd probably bring
1: Mane straight in to be brutally honest. Yeah, no, um, that's a good shout. But the only reason he'll never be on my watch list is because while Salah is fit, I'm never having yeah. 212 million m- on that ball. same team. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy for him to sit there on the watch list while he's performing.
0: Um, and Dennis of Watford, same reasons as you, really. Uh, and then remaining, Saka, Jimenez, James of Chelsea, Trossard, Armstrong of Southampton, Bowen, McCarthy of Southampton, and um, Not in a major way, ever so slight. Bit of FOMO around Liveramento, but I am happy with my defence. And obviously, later in the show, we will talk about our plans for game week 13. Um, but otherwise, that's a good little watch list wrap. And we'll be back in a sec with a preview of the game week 13 fixtures. Ah. Bench Boss, boys. Okay, game week 13 kicks off with Arsenal at home to Newcastle. Um, no real FPL centric injuries to worry about. Uh, Arsenal. Very patchy, aren't they? I know a lot of people recently have had Ramsdale, and then also Ben White. I'm not so sure. I mean, Ramsdale maybe, but I would well, be too keen to have a defender from six Arsenal.
1: Six wins or undefeated in six or seven matches before the Liverpool, and Liverpool's playing. That's a fair point. So well, I just I look at that Liverpool game as the blip, not not Arsenal's purple patch. Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable watching this. Game this weekend with my brother. He's a Newcastle fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm comfortable that I think my team's going to come out on top. Mm. Um, in saying that, Newcastle played a really exciting match with Brentford. So maybe it's a little bit of the Newcastle players wanting to impress their new manager. And For what it's worth, Eddie Howe will again not be in the dugout oh, right. because he's, well, uh, you know, the COVID thing. Yeah, he'll probably watch the game. He <laughs> bloody hope so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Alan St-Maximin, like I just talked about him a little bit earlier, played so well against Brentford. I think he was just such an, a, a dominant force for Newcastle. I think he's the kind of player that doesn't matter who he's playing against, he's just going to run at the defence. And It's true. Uh, Arsenal have never really had inspiring defenders. You, know, you, you don't look at them and go, oh, wow, that guy's really solid. You look at a lot of them and think, that guy's a giraffe. I, I don't understand why we have him I also um,
0: feel like and I don't know if it's tactical or not but given you've got teams like Man City uh, and Chelsea particularly in fact quite a few Premier League teams who have got all these expl- Liverpool to explosive wing back situation I don't feel we really get that from Arsenal
1: no, well, Kieran Tierney has always kind of oh, been yeah, a player a li- like that. A little that. bit, I guess. Yeah. Two seasons ago, you might have talked about Hector Bay- in well, for the out, same out reason. On loan this season, isn't he? Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't think um they've got that um young Japanese player. Uh, not Minamino Don't guess. That's, don't guess. Don't guess. That's that's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we got Tommy Asu. Well done. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Nailed it. Um but I, again I I don't trust that they're they're going to be, you know, if you're looking at wing-backs, you're not looking at those players. You are looking at Regiom, James, Chilwell, Yeah. Alexander-Arnold. Um, In fairness at Arsenal it's more if
0: you talk about the wings it's more soccer, isn't it? And,
1: yeah. Um and it's just not the style of of play that Arsenal, hmm. you know, play. This so,
0: is true.
1: Um
0: I, I think I'm looking out for Callum Wilson still to be honest. I think I feel like he's due a haul. I think,
1: yeah. I mean, there's been some chatter about Joe Linton. <laughs> no, no, Joe Linton. <laughs> I, I'm not really. You got a goal at the weekend. Yeah, I know. And that's just, it's kind of like. <sighs>
0: I don't rate him.
1: Neither do I. It's, it's one of those things where people talk about it and then it happens and you're like, <laughs> well, and They feel vindicated. Oh, well, what was that about? And. Afterwards, you he he'll go back to not scoring ever again, and everyone will be like, oh, it was just a, it was a one it was just a fluke. Oh, we always knew it was crap. Um, I, I'm hoping that Ben White can keep a clean sheet because I actually think I will probably start him this weekend. Okay. Um, just given, I think you know, West Ham have some tough uh, have a tough fixture against Man City, true, um, which we'll talk about in a hot minute. But um, that does kind of mean that one of my players, I think, I'm not going to run the risk of starting that player, and that brings Ben White in. So ho- hopefully for me, this this game ends in. 2-0 or something like that to Arsenal, maybe 1-0, and hopefully it's not, you know, Emile Smith-Rowe scoring because it, it damages me every time he does that. <laughs> and from an FPL perspective, purely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it. Next game is Crystal Palace at home to Aston Villa.
0: Um, obviously, you know, Villa with with a new manager, and Crystal Palace, uh,
1: we talk about this quite a bit, they're a decent season. Like- yeah, I mean, Patrick Vier has really brought that team up to a certain standard, and it's strange to think that because very rarely do... Ex-players make great managers in their early managerial careers. And then he's it's kind true. of bucked that trend because he's doing quite well with them. Yep, I'd um, say so. Uh, obviously,
0: as we've talked about a lot, Gallagher is almost unavoidable in FPL terms at this point. Like,
1: you've probably got to have him in your team. Yeah. Um, so. And we talked about Benteke literally five minutes ago and he, he's playing incredibly
0: he's grabbing goals he's not like the, my only um, concern with Benteke and it's a personal one uh, not, I don't have a beef with him um, I don't know him it's more you Boring know to charge Charger never gave <laughs> back prick you know you know me I get a bit uh, nervous around players that don't do the full 90 or don't play yeah. every single game yeah. which is probably unreasonable on my part but
1: deal with it. No, um, no. Benteke uh, is a little bit like that sometimes. I'm starting to look at a uh, player in my team, Phil Foden, as an example. Just played 57 minutes. You know, they were arresting him probably yeah. for Champions League.
0: Benteke will do like 80 minutes a game and then every three games he won't play a game. And that could just be circumstance. He could have been injured. Um, hmm. That's my only reservation. But it, to be brutally honest, you're right. Uh, the guy is scoring goals. So probably a differential
1: at I, this point. I had a bit of a play around with transfers earlier. Uh, I think yesterday and I, I thought what if I was to bring out Antonio mm. for Ben Teke? does that leave me enough money to make some moves later on to bring James in for Ben White sure it didn't it didn't it left me a little bit short so that's one of the only reasons why Ben Teke isn't in my squad right now mm. secondly I'm quite patient with my transfers and luckily I am because Chilwell got injured this morning so that has kind of affected things but back to Crystal Palace I don't know I think this is uh, uh, despite the fact that Villa had a good game against Brighton you know glad to see that they actually can win games, um, and Ollie Watkins scored, which was huge, because mm, he, he's a, he was a fantastic FPL prospect last season. Absolutely. I think I think he scored, what, some ridiculous amount of goals against Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I just remember thinking, last season, this guy's going to be great, and he was great. Uh, he, he didn't end up reaching the levels that I kind of thought he might, Um but it's good to see him becoming, uh, him becoming a viable option again for FPL because there aren't a lot of viable options in the striker. That's right. You know, it's the year of the defender. We've talked about that before, and um, you know, go big, go big at the back is the statement too. Mm. And for people like me that only have three big defenders at the back, it's it's been quite a painful. Um, season so far, yeah, because you're almost more inclined to stick with a three,
0: play three up front, and then watch two of your strikers blank.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> that's that's the recurring theme, theme this season. And I think, um, you know, it'll be it'll be awesome to see Ollie Watkins start hitting form. I think Villa have some awesome fixtures from about game week seventeen onwards. I think it's all greens. Like if if we'll, okay. if we'll check the fixture ticker in a, in a minute, but um, cool to see him score a goal. Keep an eye on him. I think. Another player too, and I know we're not talking about them right now, that would be cool to get back just because it would just add an extra um, option up front is DCL. The fact that he's been out oh, for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's it's, been a real kicker, yeah, isn't it? Bit of a pain in the butt. But uh, just looking at the fixture ticker, though, for game week 17 onwards for Aston Villa, it's Norwich, Burnley, Chelsea, Leeds, Brentford, United, Everton, Leeds. So it just gets pretty easy for them Then Newcastle mm. so there's a, there's a heap of greens for uh, Villa from right around game 17 so if you can see some um, movement in Ollie Watkins and yeah, yeah. some goals getting scored I think it'd be a good option for around that, that Ty- time Tyrone Mings if you want to splash the cash um, next game is
0: Liverpool against Southampton you've got in your notes here 9-0 to Liverpool you heard it here first um, that would be pretty sad Southampton have been quite good defensively this season yeah but they're doing 9-0 loss oh, literally aren't they it's their thing They've made it their thing. Only injury concern here: Jota uh, knee injury. Seventy-five percent chance of playing. Otherwise, we're all good. Um, looking at these fixtures,
1: is Robo? And I know you've got this little system, but is he is he back? No. Okay, so Simicast is still a good option, though. For if for anyone that because yeah. uh, we should point out to you the the deadline for this week in Australia is nine p.m. Gloria emptying the bin out there, is 9pm on the Saturday. Um, and then the next game week is, is kicking off on Wednesday, midweek. So if Robbo's out this week, you'd have to assume that Simicast probably might be playing uh, the next couple of game weeks um, from an FPL perspective. I don't know.
0: And we'll, yeah, we we can we can check it later on. I, I don't know if he's just, you know, the typical FPL, 75%, no doubt or knock or whatever at this point. So... But he is on that list. It's just his yeah, his ownership's about four percent, so he didn't report it. Um, yeah. So Salah probably a very viable captain pick again. I don't feel like uh, some sort of genius or Nostradamus to say that, but skimming these uh,
1: these fixtures, I can't see why that would be a terrible idea. Um, well, there are. There are options for people trying to catch up in mini leagues, and I'll, I'll probably touch on a couple of them when we get to those fixtures. But for me, Good South Liverpool at home against Southampton is such an obvious pick that you if you worse. own Salah, you know, you'd be crazy not to captain him.
0: Definitely. All right. Uh, Norwich versus Wolves. Um, you know, Norwich again, new manager, <laughs> the Aston Villa manager. Um, Wolves are doing okay. They're plodding along. Uh, no injury worries here. Uh I would fancy Wolves. It's a way to Norwich, but I would fancy them to get the win, even if it's just a bit of a one
1: niler. Yeah. Um, and like I just said, a, a differential captaincy choice is Huang. Jimenez. Or Jimenez. Probably more so Jimenez. Huang's blanked a couple of times in the last few weeks and, and Jimenez got a goal on the weekend, but. I've actually even seen
0: people, you know, people I've talked to on online, given certain fixtures at the moment and the lack of options up front, some people are doubling up, and I thought about it on Huang and Jimenez. Just for a week. Just for a week. Just because the options are not brilliant, and you could take one of them back out next week. Um, could do worse. Like, we've had plenty of weeks with three strikers, where we've got a bunch of them blank. It's Norwich. I'm... I'm, I'm I
1: am I'm. mean, I know I've just bought in Kane last week. You just got caned. But just thinking about... <laughs> just thinking about... The big at the back thing, and and wanting region and and looking at Rudiger as a potential option now to replace Chilwell and, and yada yada yada. You've got these, these great options at the back, and they seem to be consistently scoring. If you if, just looking back, double digit hauls from defenders for the last few game weeks. It's crazy. And it's you asked. You were so right earlier when you said two of your strikers getting twos and one of your strikers getting a six. So not consistent. A, it's not a great return on three strikers, is it? It's absolutely not. and, and considering the considering the difference between the average cost of a defender versus the average cost of a striker, I think it's almost worth just sitting there and going, what can I get with, you know, 18 million? Can I get a Huang, Mm. a Benteke, and a Dennis? And they'll just tick along. They'll tick along getting those six-pointers and those those assists or those five-pointers and things like that, and they'll probably score you in the long term as much as a Kane and and an Antonio and a... Scarlett from Tottenham, if you're going to be having the throwaway one. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm looking at it going, is that actually a, a or, viable option? Or do you option? go Cancelo, James, Trent, <laughs> and then just go lean on your strikers? It's a weird season. Well, that's the thing. I, I've i got all three of those defenders, but my other two defenders are Ben White and Liveramento, and they're so, not going to quite reach that double-digit Right. So you're other... saying, do you pump for a fourth oh, big, big dog? Fifth. I'm thinking I'm Blimey, fl- Can I tell you what one. my plan was prior to Chilwell's injury? Sure. It was to double down on Chelsea defenders with Chilwell and James. Yep, yep. Keep um Cancelo, keep Trent, bring in Reguilon. Wow. Have five big ones at the back. And that would have probably meant that I had to be lean at the front and that's why I was kind of looking at some other options, but yet again, it doesn't even the best sound league- that
0: bad. It's weird because in prior seasons we would never have dreamt of doing that. Yep. But in the current climate, that doesn't even sound like a bad idea.
1: No. And the, the best laid plans are Mice and Men. Like I said, it's Champions yeah. oh, so League. There are so many parts. different things. Yeah. And-
0: anyway, we digress a bit. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion at home to Leeds. Leeds are sort of uh, trying to slug on. Uh, from an FPL point of view Rafinha currently is the only fresh injury uh, illness 75% chance of playing Uh, Ailing's a long-termer I mean he should be back in a few weeks but obviously people have transferred him out at this point same with Bamford uh, but have been sorely missed this season Um, you'd expect Leeds away to Brighton to concede which maybe opens the door for options like Malpe Um, and and Sanchez is back so as much as Leeds do play attacking football, you could also look at maybe a clean sheet. This could be a, easily a 1-0 to Brighton this game.
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, Brighton did just come off the back of a 2-0 loss to Aston Villa. So, mm. yeah, bit of a bit of a strange turn in um, fortunes, I guess, last week for a mm. lot of teams. Um, Brighton obviously have been quite good. Villa have been quite poor. To see them beat Beat Brighton. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds have, have been... They were 1-0 up against Spurs. Well, I was going to say, Leeds have been quite poor, and they actually played quite well against Spurs. They so. did. It was a real shift, makeshift team. They had uh, Calvin
0: Phillips at centre-back. Um, Biel's, yeah. Bielsa so, had, Biel's had his reasons. But you got to look at that and go, they did pretty damn well, considering. They did. And in fact, they said their error was they were chasing a second goal in the second half, got complacent at the back, and got caught twice. Uh, so, yes, we will see as always. And then it's Brentford against Everton. Everton haven't been very impressive, have they? Gr- Gray, 75% chance of playing. Damari Gray with a muscle
1: injury. Other than that, DCL is obviously a long-term. Ed
0: Decore is a long-term.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of injuries for um, Everton. And you, you know it sucks for them because they, they've they been playing well. They had been playing well at the start of the season. I mean, they their last they just lost 3-0 to City, so you can't really blame them for that. Because Even, even Richarlison's a doubt for this one. Rich Allison, I thought he was uh, suspended. Maybe it was that. He's definitely,
0: he was on the list as not playing, but his
1: ownership's not that high at the moment. He's suspended, I think, because he got his 50 yellow. Yeah. That would make sense. So Rich Allison being out makes it quite tough for uh, for for um, Everton to score, sp- specifically uh, specifically, especially because Brentford have actually been pretty pretty good defensively. I know they just shipped three goals to Newcastle. They but, have though, like on um, average. Yeah, Pinnock and, and and Jansen are quite good yeah. defenders. Um, I don't know, I think uh, to mine, again, Mwemo is frustrating mm. because it's tough to A, move him on. There's not many great midfield options around his price point yeah. and there's usually probably one or two other fires you've got to put out in your team. And B, if half of those shots that have hit the woodwork had gone in, You'd be having different conversations. You'd be saying most one of the best players in the Premier League right now. You would,
0: but you're basically judged on results, as always. Uh, I'd be hoping, of course, as an owner, to get a Tony goal in this game or two. That would be Me nice. Too. Keeping nice. Tony, I've called it a few times, yeah. keeping Tony all season. He's so good. I've had my doubts at points, but circumstantially haven't got rid of him and was obviously pleased to see him get a goal last week. So another one of those, Tony, would be fantastic. And he's another one as well. A bit like you say with Bromo. you watch Tony play. he He's a top, top player. He's awesome. Mm. Like you watch him on the ball. And
1: he, his a bit, goal. He's a bit like Alan St. Maximin in a way. He's just like, just tears at it on an attacking sense. And his goal came from a really tight angle on mm. the weekend, like, he was in the top right-hand corner of the 18-yard box and just played it across the goalkeeper into the bottom left-hand corner. Good Such a good goal. Yep. Um. The next game is Burnley and Spurs. I'd mentioned last week that Chris Wood, I think, was actually a pretty good option for Burnley. Yeah. Um. Not only did he score, Ben Mee scored, who's always a – he's a player that I've always liked. Uh, Cornet. And Cornet. And so Burnley are kind of doing that thing where – if all of the players we've ever talked about at Burnley, if we had them all, we would have done really well last week. Yeah. Um, two players, though, that we should talk about, and from an FL perspective, it's probably not that important, but Tukowski, who's one of their backs who got two assists, mm. and uh, Westwood got one assist. Both now got five yellow cards, so they're out. Yikes. Which makes the players at Spurs that we've been talking about Reguillon, a lot lately. Son... Kane Kane are even better um, options, yeah, really good options. So, absolutely. Well, I mean, when we talked earlier about different captaincy choices, Burnley's always been a pretty good team to target, even though they've played quite well last week. I think if you own Kane or Son and you don't own Salah, it might be a good idea to captain them. That is going to see some interesting
0: moves in mini leagues, I reckon, this weekend. If someone captains Kane. And he uh, scores a brace that will shift things dramatically. Stop trying to tempt me, bro. You know I've got to... him. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, mm-hmm, "Well, maybe, do you know what? We will get off. to what we're doing after this." But uh, last week's conversation, I said that I had this kind of elaborate three to four week plan to try and get Kane into my team. Um, obviously, I felt quite good personally that he didn't. It, I mean, mixed feelings because one of them's like. On the one hand, oh, I'm glad he didn't score a hat-trick when I didn't have him. On the other, it's like, oh, is he not good? I mean, we know he's good. Am I working towards failure? Yeah. Um, But, you know, Conte settling in, uh, Reguillon is good. I've already got Son. Um, uh, Yeah, I would totally expect a Spurs win in this one, to be honest. Um, Leicester, Watford, only injury to worry about is Saar, 75% with a knee. Um... Should be an interesting game. So uh, Watford, have, I've been really impressed with Watford lately.
1: i tell, tell you what, you can see the next two fixtures already. So I am not, gonna, <laughs> I haven't got a yawn match of the week. Well, quickly scan these. What one, are we, what one would you call as a yawn match of the
0: week out of all these? I would potentially say Brentford-Everton could be a nil-nil,
1: but I want oh, Tony see, to score. That's the thing. Arsenal-Newcastle, I'm really invested in that game. Crystal Palace, I've got Gallagher, oh, Liverpool. Do you know what? I've got sp- There isn't one, is there? Even Norwich is Wolves. There? There's not one. Even Norwich Wolves. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see well, what happens
0: Norwich there. Wolves, you could say that's the game I would be least interested in or least expecting fireworks, but
1: none of these are legitimate with your matches of the week. Mm. Brighton leads. That, that's going to be exciting for That'd you to watch. Battle, yeah. I've got Sanchez, Brentford Everton. We've both got Tony. And I can't remember the last see- time. Has this ever happened? It must have last season at some no, point. No, it hasn't. I can't remember. I mean, look, I don't have any, and I know I said this phrase three times last week on the podcast and I every time I said it I, I cringe. but I don't have any skin in the game for Norwich Wolves and that's why it's a bit of a yawn match of the week for me Um if but I didn't name it that because I'm still interested in watching Huang and Jimenez and seeing yeah. how they do and also I've got Connor Cody as well also Timo pokey scored a goal last week he's quietly
0: going about his business he's got a few goals this season yeah I think he's got four or five yeah so if he becomes an option all of a sudden there are There we go, hidden in plain sight. Um, But Leicester-Watford should be a great game, actually. Uh, Watford Watford doing well. Leicester. um, Watford doing well. Leicester not doing so well. Jamie
1: Vardy's blanked in the last four mm, or five game weeks. Yeah, that's not been brilliant. Um, And and again, very tight fixtures coming up. So worth mentioning mm, and reminding FPL managers that Jamie Vardy is notoriously. He doesn't train on Mondays. He doesn't train on Mondays. Notoriously, he has a hip impingement that keeps him out um, after games because he's got to ice and he's got to do a lot of... Yeah, so I don't know that he's going to play 90 minutes in this game if they're going to try and get him to play in all three fixtures, but he may skip one of the next three game weeks. And I I would say that arguably their next fixture, I think it's against Southampton, is probably slightly more important than than Watford at the King Power. Yeah. So with players like Dakar, uh, um the other fella, whose name I can't remember, the other, the other striker, what's his name? Well, Lookman. Oh, actually, I... Lookman might be out. Really? Potentially. I didn't spot his name on the, on the list of Leicester players. Oh, no, either way. Point is, they've got three great, viable striking options up front. So I would not be surprised if Vardy didn't play in this game. Okay,
0: you heard that here first. I'm just—that's uh, uh, a—that's no, a, a guess. It's a—it's a fair
1: assessment.
0: Uh, Penultimate—it's that word—game uh, of the game week. Manchester City at home to West Ham. It's a tough one, isn't it, for West Ham? But it's also, you know, they're having a great season.
1: Uh, Grealish has got a knock. Fifty percent chance of playing. The other thing too is City still have a game to play in the Champions League tomorrow. So whatever we talk about now, on mm. top of Pep roulette. Difficult to really assess what's going to happen this weekend well, especially for City.
0: given last weekend they rested... Diaz. Ash and also Gabriel Jesus. Um, probably because they want to play him in the Champions League, right? But let's yeah. see what happens in that game and how tired they are for this game at the weekend. So a bit of pet Roulette coming your way. Um, and the ultimate game of the game week, and I mean that as in it's the final game of the game week, Chelsea Man United, Chelsea at home, probably looking to... Uh, add some pain to the Michael Carrick led Manchester United Um, as we've talked about Chilwell uh, is injured he could play Um, but Mm. Chelsea've got a fair few injuries going on Havertz hamstring 75% Chilwell knee 75% and then on the Man United side uh, Greenwood 75% Shaw 75% Pogba thigh injury unknown return date all these players have still got over 5% ownership By the way, some of them way over that, of course. No, I know your rules. (laughs) I know them quite well. The listeners might not. Um, So Man United, suffering. I think um, this has 5-0 written all over it for Chelsea. I'm going to watch that. I don't know what time it will be on here, but I'm going to try and watch that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and watch it too. I might be.
0: Timo Werner scored in the 4-0 win over Juventus, by the way. I saw that. So did Chalabar.
1: He's having a good time, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Yeah. So I want to keep an eye on. Maybe maybe a watch list on for the watch list. Like can you have a second sub, watch sub, a sub watch watch list. Watch list? He's yeah. in the reserves. So just like Pookie. Yeah. Sub watch lists.
0: So They're in the reserves yeah. watch list. Uh and that is the Game Week 13 fixtures. Good little rundown there. Uh two more breaks left. When we come back, we will talk about our plans for Game Week 13, and then we'll finish up on the mailbag. Bench, boss, boys. Okay, what are you doing for game week
1: thirteen? What have Scott? I done for game week what thirteen? What have Scott? you done? Uh, it was a bit of a reactionary transfer because long term, <clears throat> long term, I wanted to bring James, reach James in. Um, Chilwell's injury this morning. I know he's not guaranteed to be out, but because of my long term transfer plans, I just brought them forward, and I thought bugger it, I'll do them reverse. I'll bring James in first. It was a plan to bring James in. For Chilwell. I've bought James in for Chilwell. The reason I did that was because I had two hundred thousand in the bank and there is two hundred thousand difference between those two players. And I think mm. as reactionary as FPL managers are, and I've just demonstrated that, Chilwell's price has a chance of dropping and, uh, Reese James being already being the most popular transfer in this, this week I has a chance that. of increasing again. So if both of those two, two things would have happened, I would have been 200 K short. If my eventual plan was to bring Reese James in anyway, I might as well just do it. And I, and I, have done it now and I've got no regrets, but my original transfer plan was to potentially take out, uh, Antonio for Dennis, um, therefore freeing up funds to swap James for Ben White, meaning I could have Chilwell and, Jay- and, and James uh, at the same time. Um, and then I would have also had funds for the following week to do Livramento to Region. or maybe even potentially upgrading Buemo. But anyway, those plans are out the window. I've already made my transfer. James out, Chilwell, uh, Chilwell out, James in. Um, and I am going to Captain Mosella. It's just that or easy not harry kane uh, not harry kane um just looking at my team i am playing a 442 formation the old faithful classic with antonio on the bench so i talked about the fact that west ham are playing man city i think it's a tough fixture for them so he'll True. be sitting there as number 1 livramento in my last spot on the bench so number in the middle my favorite player <laughs> brown hill um, they're playing Spurs. I think it's going to be a tough fixture for Burnley, like I mentioned, but I think it's going to be even tougher for, for uh, Southampton. Sounds good. Um,
0: well, this is awkward. I made the same transfer. It's not awkward at
1: all. I don't know. It just feels like I've copied you or something. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I know you haven't copied me because I saw that you filled out your spreadsheet yesterday and I filled mine out today.
0: Chillwell out, James in. Um, I have also toyed in the past with the idea of having them both. Uh, it wasn't actually in my plans. It was just in the back of my mind somewhere. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Chewell out, James in for pretty much exactly the same reasons. I currently looking at playing a 3-4-3 with the armband on Salah. Um, I have positioned Connor Cody as my first sub, just in case Rafinha doesn't play, um, because I actually favour Cody picking up points ahead of my other subs. Um, yeah, so I guess I've... Pushed back by a week. Operation, bring in Kane. Um, I'm okay with that. As I said last week, it might not even be Kane. I'm trying to trim some value out of my bench. Um, if it's not Kane, it'll end up being someone else. Timo Werner, maybe. Not Timo Werner. Um, so, those, yeah, that's pretty. it's pretty simple this week. That's what I'm sticking to. And happy to have the armband on Salah. Can't imagine putting it on anyone else. I've actually put the vice on Trent. <laughs> why not why not at all Uh, and and that's it don't need to dwell too much on that
1: who's my my vice is on Kane there you go although Trent's a great option (laughs) yeah
0: I don't think I've ever had to I don't think my vice has ever had to play I think I've always been lucky that my captain's played I think I've definitely had my wife play a couple of times. but oh, okay. Um, all right. That's our plans then until they change and it turns out you've Captain Kane and taken a minus eight and all that business. I joke. You don't usually do that, do you? Um, we'll be back with the mailbag. Ah. Mailbag time. It is mailbag time. And don't forget, you can send in your own mailbag questions to us. The best way to do that is on Twitter. We are at benched. <laughs> We're not at benched. We are at bench boost boys.
1: It's been a long day.
0: Yeah, it has. If you start singing at bench boost boys on Twitter, um, we've got a couple. Wait,
1: I'm going to read the Twitter statement first. <laughs> okay, so when we reached out on Twitter to say anyone got any questions for the mailbag, I look. Admittedly, normally I like to do it when I'm brushing my teeth, or you know, in my when I wake up in the morning and I do my normal move, move my bow movement, and I normally like to put it in there because that's when a lot of the other side of the world are awake and they're actually usually online talking about FPL at that point. So we get quite a few questions, but I failed to do that. I didn't do it until I got into the office. So we did get one from Canada. It's more of a statement. Uh, FPL Canada says Aubameyang to Lukaku for game week fourteen is my plan. I'm gonna climb that damn bench boost boys league. I'm currently nineteenth. Now Well good good luck, first of all. I guess thank you for, for sending that tweet. I guess probably what we if we're gonna look at this and, and discuss it, we probably need to know what Arsenal's fixtures look like to see whether or not transferring out Aubameyang is a good idea. Okay, because I could tell you right off the off the bat, in a very ignorant way,
0: I'm not interested in either of those players.
1: No, well, no, that's fair enough. But, I mean, that's a lot of money to be spending up front because Aubameyang's about $10 and and Lukaku's about $11.5 million. Arsenal have Newcastle at home and then they play Man United in game week 14. I actually don't know that I would want to get rid of Aubameyang for that United fixture um, considering they've got Everton and Southampton straight after that. Um, however... Chelsea do play Watford in game week 14, so he's probably targeting that fixture. Okay. Um, then they play West Ham, uh, Leeds, Everton, Wolves, Sevilla So the run of fixtures from game week 16 to game week 19 for Chelsea is pretty pretty good. I would argue, though, that Arsenal's fixtures from game week 16 to game week 19 are better. That's Southampton, West Ham, Leeds, and Norwich. So uh, you know what, FPL Canada? It's ballsy that you've got a differential like Aubameyang, to be brutally honest. Secondly, uh, Lukaku's not even back yet, and Game Week 14 does kick off on the 1st of December, which is pretty soon. That's that's Wednesday for us. So I'd probably rather have Dennis. Yeah, what are you, what are you looking at in
0: the Watford fixtures? From Game Week 16, I like Watford's fixtures. Brentford, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Wolves they're not bad. Yeah, and that kind of bridges into our next questions. Uh we've got one from a friend of the show Nick. He wants to know our updated thoughts on bringing in Kane. Obviously you've already done it. Um for me, well I feel like I've kind of already answered this. Um still bridging towards being able to do it. And I still feel, particularly even if you went by Kane's performances last season, Conte coming in playing very attacking football, there's no real
1: good reason outside of injury why Kane won't start getting in the goals. Yeah, I, I think Kane is an easy 160 to, to 200 points this season still. Well, there you go. And I know I say that knowing he's nowhere near hitting the form he had last season. Um, You know... I, I would be remiss if I pretended I thought he was at that level. But I think with Conte coming in it gives um it gives a new dynamic to the to the entire Spurs uh it, the way that they're actually playing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot more advanced. They're a lot more attacking. They're a lot more exciting to see Reggie on pushing forward so so far up the field. Um, you know, to see uh, a player like even Huijberg, who yeah. usually sits back in a defensive role, yep. pushing forward and, and having a shot at the edge of the eighteen yard box, is is kind of cool to see that. Hey, I'm giving you guys the freedom to push forward. And Harry Kane is a player who last season he was the highest assister, and he got a lot of those and assists from scoring. from around halfway when he was just putting balls through to Son. He was loving it, wasn't he? Dropping in deep, yeah, and putting Son through. I I think we're going to see a lot of um a lot of uh the Son and Kane mashup again this season. Well, I, think I we'll know to Kane was about,
0: reportedly very excited that Conte was turning up. So yeah, I think um absolutely for now still look to get Kane in. Um, If you've got the money right now and you're absolutely desperate to do it, well, take it or leave it. If you're bridging towards it like I am, if you're building, um, still feels like a good idea at the moment. Um, The next question we've got is from a part-time bench boost boy, Ben, and he puts it very succinctly. Stick with Antonio. Um, Looking at West Ham's fixtures, they've got Man City this weekend, which is a bit harsh, then Brighton, then Chelsea, also harsh, then Burnley, then Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton. So, You'd be
1: forgiven for ditching him this week. But these these tight fixtures, again, 27th of November, 1st of December, 4th of December, right? Those are the game weeks. Antonio is injury prone. Mm. City and Chelsea in the next week. That's the next seven days between. Well, the league I games. guess what I'm hearing is your
0: hand might be forced. You might end up having to turf Antonio out because he gets injured. M- well,
1: maybe, we don't look, know let's, that. Let's, let's, pretend he's, let's pretend he's fit. I think he'll get rested against a team like Brighton potentially. They f- oh, maybe. Although they might push someone like Jared Bowen into an advanced good, good position. differential pick, by the way, Jared um, Bowen. But I just, I just think that Antonio hasn't kept up the momentum he had at the very start of the season. He's eight million or eight point two million, so eight million, mm. eight eight point two to buy. He's eight million if you have him. To sell a player like Antonio, to bring in a player like Dennis, you're freeing up around $3 million in funds that you can push around to your midfield, to your defence. I just think that there are definitely better options. So I think if you are thinking about moving on Antonio, uh, moving Antonio on, sorry, I think that it's probably a good time to do it. And, you know, you could always bring him back in around game week 18 when they start no, um, a nice run of fixtures. they got Norwich, uh, Southampton, um, I think even after that, it's still pretty damn good for them when they've got Watford. so Yeah, I mean, that said, Dennis uh, has got Leicester this weekend, then he's
0: got Chelsea and City. That's why I was saying earlier, like it really is kind of game week 16 onwards for Dennis, but he's not the only option. Um, You know, Pookie's got Wolves, Newcastle, Tottenham coming up. Uh, If you wanted to really kind of roll the dice, uh, Leicester have got a really nice run of fixtures. Watford, Southampton, Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham, Everton. So... You could go for uh, Ian Acho. Might be might be a shout there. Uh, mm, Leeds have got some nice fixtures, but without Bamford, it's hard to kind of pick a striker there. Um, Brentford, Everton, Tottenham, Leeds, Watford. If you want to invest in our pal Tony. So there, there are definitely options, even in the short term.
1: Uh, long term, obviously, fixtures switch up again. You, you could also just... Swap him out for a player that you plan on benching and bringing in an extra midfielder that maybe, might or have better. Or maybe you're looking
0: towards bringing Kanan. So you switch him out for a Huang, and then you might have money a bit further down the line to bring Kane in or something.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you can get on to Kane as soon as you can, because they've got Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester in the next six, so or next five. So. Well, and
0: even then, they've got Liverpool after that, and then it's Crystal Palace. So it's just that one tough fixture towards the end of this run. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are definitely options. Um, there we go. Any final thoughts on that?
1: No, I think we've answered that. Yes to Kane, no to Antonio and... Uh, really like the balls on Canada for bringing in uh, Aubameyang and Uh thinking about a player like Lukaku who hasn't played in donkey's Always have a lot of respect for someone trying to do something
0: different. hope it pays off. Um, We'll finish up with the admin again. So, at BenchBoostBoys on Twitter, BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. If you haven't joined our mini-league yet, don't be scared by Dave Paxton. He's lovely. Code is Q8ZM2S. I hope that all you guys out there have a great game week. I hope Scott is okay, but not as good as mine. Thank you, Scott. See you next week. Bye.